Let's take off, baby. Let's just drive, honey, into the night sky, to the sunset shine, into the day, baby. Let's go traveling. This is Travel Michigan. I'm Dave Lorenz, along with Nick Nurbin from Pure Michigan. We're known for our festivals and events, and the Soaring Eagle Arts, Beats, and Eats event is one of our favorites, coming to Royal Oak soon. The Michigan Irish Fest in Muskegon is one of the biggest and best in the country, and it's back at Heritage Landing this September. There's no doubt Julie Denial knows Sleeping Bear Dunes National Lakeshore, and she's eager to show you why this is one of America's most beautiful places. And don't put off heading to Grand Rapids to round out your summer break, to experience beer city venues, or for our country's number one public art contest. We travel Michigan next, where your trip begins at Michigan.org. Let's go traveling. Welcome to Travel Michigan. I'm Dave Lorenz, along with guest host Nick Nurbin, who is back again today from Pure Michigan. Hey, Dave. Hey, good to have you with us, uh, Nick. And uh, boy, we have a great lineup of the show this week. So I hope you can stick around for the entire show. We're going to talk about uh, music and special events. We're going to give you some information about a really cool place that you can go touring. And then one of our favorite towns to recommend uh, we'll be talking about as well on today's program. So, Nick, who are we going to talk to first? Well, we're going to head to Royal Oak to talk with John Witz about the Soaring Eagle Arts, Beats, and Eats, a tremendous event for people to celebrate music, arts, and, of course, delicious food. Mm -hmm. Hi, John. Hey, Nick. How are you? And uh, so, so glad to be here. Hey, gl glad to have you with us, John. Um, you know, you have done so many great things when it comes to bringing about uh, really cool events, uh, primarily in southeast Michigan, but uh, you've done some really great ones. And this Soaring uh, Eagle Arts, Beats, and Eats event, uh, was this your first that you really started to work on? It, it was kind of on my own, although I will say I worked on the World Cup in 1994, mm. and that was... Uh, really a tough one because i don't know uh if you remember there was just extreme heat back then and we did a festival and had some tough weather on top of the phoenix center but it definitely was a little bit of a teeth cutting uh you know before we got the call from oakland county back in 1998 to to craft a a, a summer event and and we're excited to uh have really come a long, long way uh, since those opening days in 1998. Yeah, you think about it, um, it was relatively small, uh, the Arts Beats and Eats back then, but today, uh, something like 200 musical acts, uh, lots of great food, as Nick was talking about as well. Uh, what do you think the, uh, the big uh, features of the Soaring Eagle Arts Beats and Eats event for this year are? Well, I, our music lineup, we've invested more in it than we've ever had in our history so i would definitely start with that um we've got a really neat uh array of musical themes from opening night with the american authors and joan jett and a band called rumors which is uh, a national fleetwood mac uh, cover band so get some great tunes there saturday we have collective soul uh we have a pop rock band called hailstorm uh sunday we go country with uh, Randy Hauser and Russell Dickerson, two artists that historically would be individual headliners, but now we kind of have two headliners in one night on 
on Sunday. Monday, we go back in time with old school R&B with Belle Biv DeVoe. And we also have uh, the Purple Experience, which is a great Prince cover band in your generation. And hmm. and that's just the national bands. Uh, there's 10 stages of between kids entertainment and, and local artists as well. So we're excited. I would lead with the music, but there's plenty more, Dave. Well, you know, John, these tribute bands, I think, are are just making music, especially from my era of music, you know, that 70s and 80s. They're bringing this music back, and I love to hear like a, like a Prince band uh, coming in. That that's just fantastic. Without without question, what's really interesting, and again, it's just part of time, life, the circle of life. Is a lot of these cover bands are delivering a sound that's you know better than the original artist, or in the case of Prince, you know who's who's not with us. I mean, you just get you know, moments in time that we grew up to and enjoyed and many people grew up to. So I think there's a lot of merit to tribute bands of high quality, and we've had them in the past with uh, Beatlemania Live and others, and, and people have really, uh, you know, come out to enjoy them. So no question about that. Yeah, and, and you mentioned that there's also a Fleetwood Mac cover band coming in this year, and I think the music sounds like this is a, a, a musical celebration multiple days, but I did want to touch on the cuisine, the food aspect of this festival. You mentioned there's so much more on top of the wonderful musical artists that are scheduled this year. So talk about the cuisine and how the eats part fits into this event. Sure. Um, you know, the, the, the food is, is uh, you know, is definitely a highlight for me, unfortunately. And it's just a, a real diverse lineup. Uh, we have a restaurant food trucks like Fork in Nigeria, with uh, Drunken Rooster, who makes incredible corn. A new one for us is Pistaio from Royal Oak, uh, Italian. Also Luigi's, you can't forget Italian. Um, the House of Barbecue in Clausen. Astia, Greek food truck, Cousin's Main Lobster. Mm. So, again, Selena's Cuisine and, and Taco Express so delivering, uh, delivering great Mexican food. So, I mean, there is definitely something for everyone in the food department. There's 60 restaurants and food trucks in the street. Wow. And not to mention another 50 restaurants if it's a little too hot or it dribbles, mm. you know, drizzles some rain. You can visit a Lily Seafood or a Tom's Oyster Bar, or, uh, you know, or a Little Brother's Burgers, which also has a food truck with us. So the there's food galore for sure. Yeah, it's, it's Royal Oak. You're going to have great food, uh, whether it be officially part of the festival or just there. It's it's fantastic town. What are the arts activities? So there's, uh, you know, a lot of um, un- unique artists. I'll, I'll just start with the art fair in general. Um, you know, the, the artists apply from around the country this year. There's 33 states that have an artist, uh, you know, represented um, we have an artist coming from Canada. We have one from Mexico. So the art lineup is is really, you know, just across the country, somewhat international. Uh, we have 500 artists apply for just 135 spaces. So the quality of art, whether it's ceramics or painting, you know, jewelry, mixed media, uh, you're just going to get an incredible show. It's an incredible event. The Soaring Eagle Arts Beats and Eats, September 1st through the 4th. You're not going to want to miss it in Royal Oak. For more information, go to artsbeatseats.com. And our thanks to John Witz for being with us today. We're going to find out about the Michigan Irish Music Festival coming to Muskegon next on Travel Michigan, where your trip begins at michigan.org.
It's Travel Michigan. I'm Dave Lorenz, along with Nick Nurbin from Pure Michigan. And uh, boy, we get to talk about another one of my favorite festivals, Nick. Yeah, we're going to head over to Muskegon, talk about the Michigan Irish Music Festival, talking with Chris Sart. Hi, Chris. Hi there. How are you guys? Doing all right. And uh, really looking forward to the Michigan Irish Music Festival uh, this year. As you remember, I was able to spend more time there this last year than I think I ever have. And we just had a blast. You do such a great job, Chris. This is a huge event. Is this Michigan's biggest Irish music festival? It is. It is. We are the largest uh, the largest Irish festival in the state. It, uh, it is a tremendous thing. It happens at, um, what's the name of the, the venue? Heritage Landing, right on Muskegon Lake in downtown Muskegon. Yeah, it's a great place. Uh, and uh, it not only is it just a beautiful place, at any time of the year, but I think it's a really great place for a big music festival. Um, set the scene for us because, man, this is this is big, Nick. Multiple stages, really cool. Tell us about how it is staged and what we can expect when we come to the Michigan Irish Music Festival. You bet. So we are um, right on Muskegon Lake at Heritage Landing, as I mentioned. Um, we have five different stages of entertainment. And um, one of the things that's things that's very unique about our event is that every stage area, every area, all the shopping, everything is tented. So that means you are protected from, let's say, all of the sun rays. We're not <laughs> yes. going to talk about that other word, but yeah. um, it's a very protected environment. Um, it's very comfortable. Um, there's plenty of seating in all of the stage areas. People don't even have to bring their own chairs. They're welcome to bring their chairs if they choose to sit in their favorite chair. But we've got plenty of chairs and tables and um, bleachers in all of the different venues so that you can see the different shows. Um, so this, the stages run from a smaller intimate stage where maybe there's only, you know, 250 people um, up to a stage that might accommodate a few thousand people at a time. Yeah, I love the way you've laid it out because you get to listen to performers in one place, relatively close to some of the other staged areas, but you you don't hear that you know sound uh, exactly. uh, from the others, so you really get to enjoy it. And people really are getting into this. I think these Irish music festivals, people are not afraid of getting up and dancing and celebrating and and really enjoying it all. Are most of your performers from the U.S. or do they come from across the Atlantic? Sure. Well, we have we have about 28 bands this year, and about half of them, I believe, are coming from Ireland. Um, now, keep in mind that the others that are remaining here might be Irish-born, and they now live in the States. So, But we have about half of, of our lineup that's traveling over for the festival. So um, this year, I think everybody that's coming is... Um, Ireland. I don't know that we have anybody from Scotland coming this year. I think every I think everybody's from Ireland that's traveling over. Well, you know, as you're so, describing that, I'm I'm hearing the Irish songs kind of singing in my head already. Sounds like <laughs> a, a wonderful festive atmosphere. And when I think of an Irish celebration, you know, I first of all think of like a nice Irish stout and some of the other wonderful beverages that are associated with Ireland. But also, there's great food too. And I'd I'd love to have you kind of describe like what kind of food and beverage can I find at the festival. Sure, you bet. So we, of course, always will have um, the festival food that you would expect, regular festival food that you could get at any 
festival that you would go to. But we also have things that are specific to our event or events like ours. Where and when I mean what I say is like maybe corned beef and cabbage, which is really an American dish, but people consider that Irish. Um, there would also be bangers and mash, which is a particular mm-hmm. type of a sausage that's served with mashed potatoes. And delicious. Um, mm-hmm. And delicious. Um, fish and chips. We have a great uh, vendor from Holland, Michigan, the Kara, who does a great uh, fish and chips dish, mm-hmm. which is wonderful. But then you'll also be able to get the, like I said, the regular festival food, but then also other things too. It might be barbecue. It might be some Italian food, um, Greek food. So we do have a variety of other foods as well. And local as beers as, too, right? As far as beverage is concerned, as a matter of fact, uh, we just uh, finished wrapping up that menu um, mm. just not too long ago. So we have the regular domestic beverages that you would expect, the Bud, the Bud Light, the Ultra, those types of things. But you'll also be able to get Michigan Irish Stout, which is brewed by a brewery locally here in Muskegon at Pigeon Hill, and it's a dark stout beer. You'll also be able to get Magner's Irish Cider, which is from Ireland, and that's a gluten-free product, which people are often happy to know. And then we also have a variety of different whiskeys, not only whiskeys that you would expect like Jameson's and, and some of those whiskeys that you get in, from in Ireland, but also things from Wonderland Distillery right here in Muskegon. And then another favorite is Five Farms Irish Cream, which is an Irish cream that's relatively new to the state of Michigan. And it is, um, there's five farms in the county of Cork, Ireland, that the cream is made from. And it's just, and it's made within 20, within 48 hours of milking the cows, it's <laughs> turned into the Irish cream. Oh, wow, that's it, cool. It's that's really neat. We're talking to uh, Chris Zart. She is from the Michigan Irish Music Festival, coming to Muskegon September 14th through the 17th. And really tremendous uh, event. You know, and Chris, I was looking through the website, michiganirish.org, and it says, in addition to all this music, all this food, all the beverages, all that stuff, that you have cultural programs, including Irish language and a bunch of others. Tell us about those. We do. We're so fortunate that um, these musicians that come over to play at our festival are oftentimes experts in their craft, whether it be Irish language or teaching some other um, thing like dance or uh, a specific instrument. So you can come and sit in with Colin Keegan from Dublin and learn like the basics of Irish language. Like it's kind of like an Irish 101. Or you might sit in with um, three musicians that grew up in Belfast at different time periods and and they'll talk about their time growing up in Belfast, um, you know, during the Troubles. And they'll have some music sprinkled in there too. You could also learn how to play a bow round, which is an Irish drum or a, a tin penny whistle. Hmm. Um, so those are all opportunities that people can get hands-on experiences at the festival. Now, Muskegon, of course, is proud of its um, connection with Buster Keaton. And I saw something about um, people can learn about Buster Keaton as well. I don't know if he was uh, Irish or Celtic. Of... He is. He, is, he really? is, has lineage. Wow. Um, and he considered, so for those people that don't know, Buster Keaton was um, a silent film star um, during the vaudeville times, and he considered Muskegon his home. This is where his family and many other actors that were on that circuit, where they spent their summers when they were on vacation, down in the Bluffton area, right on Muskegon Lake. 
And so his family home still stands today. And so Ron, Ron Tesh, who's a local historian and an expert on Buster Keaton, will be doing a presentation on Buster Keaton and his, and his connection to Muskegon. How cool. I, I'm going to make sure to go to that. Uh, I don't know if yeah. you know this. My grandmother grew up down there at Bluffton and, oh, and, no. and was told me stories about how the carnival people would live down there and they would bring like an elephant and that's you know, exactly funny, that's interesting exactly things. That's Just, exactly yeah, it. back in the day, huh? Well, right. so that's that's the thing. This is a great festival. It really is. The Michigan Irish Music Festival. It is uh, down there at Heritage Landing. And when you go, you're going to want to make sure to go downtown Muskegon as well and kind of walk around downtown. If you haven't been to downtown Muskegon in a while, you are going to be impressed. The things that are happening in Muskegon today, it's just another one of those uh, those stories that uh, people need to know more about, about the revitalization of our cities here in Pure Michigan. So make sure to uh, make a point of heading to the Michigan Irish Music Festival September 14th through the 17th in Muskegon, and then uh, make sure to check out downtown. The website, michiganirish.org, and our thanks to Chris Sart for being with us today. Nick, I want to mention that the Pure Michigan Mix is still out there at a participating McDonald's near you, a refreshing uh, frozen beverage made of Fanta, Blue Raspberry, and Sprite Limonade, available for $2 any size. Make sure to uh, check out that QR, uh, QR code, scan it for a chance to win great prizes to festivals and events and concerts and maybe even to Michigan's adventure in that Muskegon area. You're going to love it. We're going to head up to the Traverse City area next, do a little uh, hiking through Sleeping Bear. That's coming up next here on Travel Michigan, where your trip begins at michigan.org. Travel Michigan. I'm Dave Lorenz, along with Nick Nurbin from Pure Michigan. And Nick, I know you're like me. You love hiking. It is, it's actually my favorite thing to do of all the kind of leisure time experiences uh, that there are out there. I just simply like to walk through the woods. And Bertie and I, uh, back when we had a dog that we could actually take by leash and uh, follow us, <laughs> current dog, not too much, uh, we would just love to get out there and, and, and to hike in different places. But there's nothing like hiking in an area that somebody knows really well that you can learn along that path as well. And uh, we're going to head to a really popular place next where you can probably learn more about it if you use the services of our next guest. Yeah, absolutely. We're going to head up to Sleeping Bear Dunes National Lakeshore, which, as you know, Dave, has many wonderful hiking trails. We're going to talk with Julie Denial, who knows those trails quite well, in addition to a lot of the things of the area and talking about the natural setting and some of the wildlife and other things that are available in Sleeping Bear Dunes and the surrounding area. Julie, welcome. Well, thank you. Hi, Nick and uh, Dave. Nice to be back on the program with the Travel Michigan Network. Nice to have you with us. Uh, last time we spoke, we were actually at Sleeping Bear Dunes National Lakeshore, and you were showing me and the Under the Radar guys a uh, little bit uh, of what you offer to your customers. And and I, if I remember right, it started raining, so we weren't able to be out there very long, but got a taste of what you offer, and I was really impressed 
And I thought it would be good to have you back on to tell us all about the services that you provide, uh, because you do offer tours for a variety of different settings, right? We do all of the settings within Sleeping Bear Dunes National Lakeshore, and we offer a guide hire where you can create your own tour. So if we don't offer something that you are interested in or if there's something in particular that you yourself or your family want to enjoy, you can take a guide out. Uh, they will even hop in your car and do the Pierce Stocking Scenic Drive with you if you are unable to do our hikes. We make the park accessible for everyone. I think that's really important. We're trying to become, or at least to become known as, the most accessible state in the country for people who might have problems uh, walking and hiking. Um, you know, hey, we're, we're getting older as a population, and uh, the baby boomers are looking for services like this where if they can't get out there comfortably and walk by themselves, maybe somebody can go along with them and show them various things. So I'm glad you, you offer that as well. Give us a kind of a, uh, a basic outline of the type of tours you offer uh, along themes, because I know you do that sometimes. Yes, we do have themes just to narrow down the choices within Sleeping Bear Dunes, because there are so many beautiful landscapes. Um, they change by the season as well. So for our fall color, uh, we have a Pure Michigan fall color tour. Uh, you can Check that out on the Pure Michigan website, or we are also adding an events page on our website, sleepingbeartourco.com. This will be the fall tour. It is a hike along the shores of Lake Michigan within the Sleeping Bear Dunes National Lakeshore landscapes. You will capture beautiful fall imagery. Um, as well as there's an inland crystal clear lake, we'll uh, delve deeper around wetland area and just a beautiful backdrop of uh, magnificent Michigan color. We also offer a dune hike, which focuses on the dune landscapes only. Um, Now that summer has ended and we're getting into the cooler temperatures, it's much more enjoyable. It's much cooler out there this time of year. So checking out the dune landscapes, it's a very unique, uh, glacially formed and just want to look into the nature aspects and the wildlife and uh, keep everything family friendly. So it's, again, available for all age groups. We get everyone out there to have a great time. Our unique and our signature hike is within wilderness lands of Sleeping Bear Dunes. We are the only company to have a guide that will take you out into the wilderness lands, which are highly protected landscapes, even above and beyond the national park uh, protection levels. So it's very quiet. It's very pristine. We do a cultural hike uh, in relationship to the Anishinaabe, the Native Americans who once took care of these lands. We'll uh, educate you on how they actually lived out here in these landscapes. Pretty intense. Um, you know, you got to find your food. You can't just go out to the local grocery store. So we'll <laughs> we'll help you find a few scavenger foods and comfort items, let's say. Uh, We also do group tours. So those that are coming by a motor coach, we offer step-on guides for your motor coach. Pretty awesome. Uh, We make it truly amazing interpretive experience for your travelers. Very entertaining. Uh, We have some really fun nature-loving guides that will hop on board and take you to all the hot spots, the dune climb, uh, the Maritime Museum, and the Pierce Stocking Scenic Drive. Again, we also have the guide hire. So if none of those sound interesting to you, give Hmm. us a call or contact us via email. 
we will uh, create something just for you. Yeah, and the wilderness area is a separate area within the 70,000-acre national lakeshore. And, of course, you know this, this national park and, and National Park Service managed property is such a tremendous resource for the entire state and really for the country. It's a wonderful representation of the Great Lakes environment, but also has wonderful wildlife. And that's what I wanted to ask you about when you say there are opportunities to look at, you know, bird watching and some of the other wildlife. What types of animals may some of your guests encounter out on the trail? So we have uh, an abundance of white-tailed deer. We have black bears, if you're fortunate to come across Mm, one of those, or maybe a little scat on the ground. Uh, Coyotes, quite a few coyotes. We uh, oftentimes hear them howl if you're doing a guide hire uh, morning or evening. Sometimes we are... uh, honored with the presence of a coyote howl and obviously yes lots of bird species especially this time of year when things are migrating back to their winter grounds so um, it's always something happening typically it's things we don't expect Um, it might just be a turtle crossing your (laughs) path or uh, some unique badger that decides to come out in the middle of the day so there's typically just the unexpected nature uh, viewing Julie, have you ever seen the uh, cougar tracks out uh-huh. there at Sleeping Bear? <laughs> I, I can't deny or, or, or affirm that. Um, <laughs> Isn't that something? I, I see bobcats <clears throat> almost on a daily basis. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I find them just to be very adorable. Um, they're often evening and mornings I see them crossing the trail. We also, in our area, um, and I just learned that, Nick, you live uh, somewhere near our office. Mm-hmm. And we have a, a high abundance of black bear. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And also so. red, uh, red fox I see quite a bit in that area. Yes. Fox, uh, yeah. You name it. It's here. Uh, we'd like to go to these areas within the park where these animals are found. You know, we, as a guide service, are out there daily. We're on the trails. We know the landscapes. We know where to take travelers if they want to experience these things we can't guarantee it obviously mm-hmm. and if you want to go out in the dark and do a flashlight hike well that'll increase your chances uh not too many people enjoy going out hiking in the dark but i'm up for anything if you've got the idea or the will to do it i'll make it happen julie the uh, national park of course was not always a national park and some of that land uh used to be farmed or or owned by uh individual homeowners do you tell their story uh, in any way? Do, do people ask you how this all became a National Lakeshore? I'm quite often asked about the homes within the National Lakeshore and how they can actually live in the National Lakeshore. Uh, that is something you can talk to the park about. There is a long history of um, how those developments can maintain within the structure of the park. Our, our focus on a Sleeping Bear Tour co-tour is more than Native American history. We like to express the oral traditions and uh, connect travelers to how life in these lush forests and towering dunes could actually exist. Um, even just the name of the park, Sleeping Bear Dunes National Lakeshore, the name itself has an oral tradition with the tribes. And uh, we go into the medicinal purposes of many of the plant and trees species. So you'll learn a little bit about that. We don't give you the recipes because we don't want you to go home and try it. Um, But we'll let you taste certain things that we discover on the path. And you can actually harvest things within the park. So if it's uh, apple season or berry season or mushroom season, you can come out with a guide and we'll help you find those things to collect and go home and taste. If there was one trail that you recommend people going on, which one would it be? 
I would recommend a trail with Sleeping Bear Tour Co. Guide. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to name a trail because they're all unique and have interests of their own. Uh, but take a guide out. We'll help you find the trail that is uh, informative and connects you to the wonder of nature. Uh, we like to do it one step at a time, but travel only. Yeah, you know, it's such a beautiful place. It really, truly is. And so many people only drive up uh, Pierce Stocking Drive. That's a shame. People need to get out there into the park, into those trails, and really get to uh, intimately know the Sleeping Bear uh, National Lakeshore. Those dunes are just spectacular. Uh, and so this is one of the ways you can do it. Go with an expert. Uh, you'll you'll really be happy you did. Get a hold of Julie Denial by going to this website, sleepingbeartourco.com, sleepingbeartourco.com, to learn more. And our thanks to Julie Denial for being with us today. Stick around. We're going to head to the great town of Grand Rapids next here on Travel Michigan, where your trip begins at michigan.org. Travel Michigan. I'm Dave Lorenz with Nick Nurbin from Pure Michigan. And uh, I can't believe it. We're down to our final guest of the program. But uh, man, oh man, a uh, great subject and a great person as well, Nick. Yes, and we're going to be heading to Grand Rapids to talk with Janet Korn from Experience Grand Rapids. And, you know, it's great to experience one of my favorite Michigan cities in all seasons of the year. But as our summer begins to wind down, we look toward fall, which it's such a fun time to visit the city of Grand Rapids because there's so many great events. And Janet, I know you've got a full lineup planned this fall. We do, Nick and uh, Dave. We've got uh, something coming up uh, really soon, which is uh, August 26 and 27, a fun festival downtown called Return to the River. Return to the River. So this is a new event then? Uh, it's in its second year. So um, it's a little bit of a summer version of World of Winter, where our downtown uh, DDA has um, contracted with some international artists to bring three significant um, artworks into the downtown near the river and encouraging people to come down, listen to live music, uh, find uh, some great treats to dine on and uh, experience these pieces of art. Yeah, and I think the the downtown region of Grand Rapids brings folks down to, to enjoy those aspects all the time. But when there's these events down there, like you mentioned, World of Winter that happens during the winter season, it's such a festive area and there's plenty of different places to just spend time with friends and family and meet up with folks. It just really is a great setting for an event. Yeah, uh, Return to the River is really um, a fun experience um, with these three large international art installations. Um, and we people can uh, enjoy the social zone, and there'll even be some um, complimentary walking tours around downtown to look at art and experience the destination. Well, Janet, what I love about this, I don't know how I missed it last year, by the way, but I'm looking forward to it this year, um, is that you literally are bringing people back to the river just as Grand Rapids is going through this huge redevelopment of the riverfront. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about that? Because I think people need to know what's happening in the future in this really great city as well. Sure. Well, you know, um, we have this amazing natural resource that runs through the middle of our downtown. And uh, as a community, we really are coalescing around the edges and making improvements and really creating more access to the river. So 
everything from a revitalization of the river uh, itself, which is planned. So I would call that like the wet changes, but also um, a lot of the shoreline is going to be transformed over the next handful of years as well. Our public museum is making plans to uh, really kind of uh, grow towards the riverbanks and uh, incorporate it into the learning there some of our public parks, and then we have a a public amphitheater project on the horizon that'll offer us an opportunity to sit on the shore of the Grand River and listen to live music in the summer. So Mm -hmm. lots of exciting things in the future. You know, as as great as Grand Rapids is, I can't wait for that development because it's like Grand Rapids listen to everyone and, and, uh, and, and now people will be able to experience the Grand River in a different way uh, in that great city. So looking forward to that. Now, um, after this uh, relatively new event, uh, you have uh-huh. Art Prize coming up, and that's something that everybody's looking forward to. Really, uh, for sure. And, you know, the three art installations that'll be up, um, the international pieces will stay up through Art Prize. So Art Prize um, opens officially with a large kickoff event on September 14. And the art from hundreds, uh, probably close to maybe a thousand artists will be up um, through um, October 1st. So lots of opportunity for um, exploring um, kind of scavenger hunt-like uh, having an opportunity to meet artists who might be with their work, um, voting and helping a- award prize money to those artists, and just really um, in getting outside and enjoying downtown and um, exploring. And I think that's one of the fantastic things about Art Prize is that it does integrate with the community. It encourages people to go visit the indoor and outdoor spaces around downtown Grand Rapids. It's a fantastic way to do that. And I wanted to ask you about another upcoming event that's happening, a promotion happening in Grand Rapids. A lot of folks are familiar with Beer City USA and the number of fantastic breweries in the Grand Rapids region, as well as other craft beverage producers. And uh, can you tell us a little bit about Flights of Flavors and how folks can combine that with the wonderful food in Grand Rapids? Sure. So um, Flights of Flavor, uh, we just uh, started this summer. Actually, we kicked it off on the first day of summer. And it's an ongoing promotion where we are encouraging our local um, establishments to participate. And we've got over 30 of them signed up right now. All the details are on our website. You can either go to flightsofflavor.com or you can just go to Experience Grand Rapids and find it there. Um, What it is is we just really are taking a little turn on what we, I think, many people are familiar with at a craft brewery where you might be able to order a flight of beer. And some of those uh, special flights are still flights of beer, but we've got all kinds of other creative things that our local establishments There's flights of cocktails, Mm -hmm. uh, margaritas with salsa, flights of pizza, flights of coffee and tea, wine and cheese, oysters and cocktails, Hmm. um, tacos, cupcakes, you know, everything that you could imagine. So it makes for a really fun way for people to just get out and explore and try new things. Sign me up for the flights of tacos. I can tell you that, Dave. Yeah, I understand that. Well, the thing about Grand Rapids, Janet, is that you do have these really big, really great events, and people love events. And, you know, I don't think we can ever talk enough about Art Prize, you know, the world's most attended public art event. But you don't have to wait for an event to head to Grand Rapids. It's a great place to visit any time of the year for anybody, families, individuals, couples, uh, whatever. Uh, 
it's just a great place. And so if you were staying downtown, what are some of the attractions that you'd recommend people go to? Oh, gosh. Right within walking distance of uh, any of our downtown hotels, you can find significant um, cultural attractions. So I referenced the Grand Rapids Public Museum before. Amazing family and uh, grown-up experience for learning about the history of not just Grand Rapids, but really um, our um, first inhabitants all the way to um, information about the river and the species of um, aquatic life that are there. Um, we Right across this, uh, the road from there is the Gerald R. Ford Presidential Museum. You know, Gerald Ford was from the Grand Rapids area, and so mm-hmm. um, we have an amazing uh, museum, and it's even where um, you can, you know, pay your respects to President Ford and the First Lady because they're um, buried there. Um, there's the Grand Rapids Art Museum. There's the Children's Museum. There's public art everywhere, and people can put together their own little walking tour and just find the murals and the uh, pieces of public art that have been uh, added throughout our downtown. Of course, maybe our first one was the um, Alexander Calder piece yeah. that's on, uh, you know, right near the city hall. So there's all kinds of um, experiences that you can find really close to a downtown hotel. Well, in addition to all those walkable places that you mentioned, uh, it doesn't take long, just a little drive or a little Uber away to Meyer Gardens and Sculpture Park. And you are in our second most popular attraction in the state. Mm-hmm. Pretty impressive place. Yeah, I tell people all the time, you're only 20 minutes from something really yeah. amazing mm-hmm. here yeah, in great. Grand Rapids. So, yeah. um, you know, it's one of the reasons I love living here, I think, because all these things are so um, accessible to us as residents, and it makes it fun to share them with visitors when they come in from out of town. Absolutely true. I love Grand Rapids. You're going to love, you're going to want to experience Grand Rapids as well. So go to this website to learn more and then plan your trip either for the rest of the summer or into the fall for one of those special events. The website is experiencegr.com. They'll tell you about all those things happening and other reasons why you need to visit Grand Rapids soon. Our thanks to Janet Korn for being with us today. And Nick, that's all the time we're going to have for Travel Michigan for this week. I'm already looking forward to next week. There's always something cool to talk about and to learn about here. So join us next week here on Travel Michigan, where your trip begins at Michigan.org. Let's go traveling. Let's go traveling. Let's go traveling.